Welcome, ladies and gentlemen, once again to another episode of AIW's The Card is Going to Change. My name is Steve Guy. I'll be joined shortly by co-owners of AIW, John Thorne and Chandler Biggins. And this week's episode, we have a very special guest. His name is Alex Worldwide Keller, and we'll get to everybody and a roundtable of sorts on today's episode. But first, of course, we want to thank our sponsors. Uh, big thanks to Smartmark Video who records all of our shows, our live events. So if you can't make it to them, make sure you check out Smart Mark Video. Get a DVD, MP4, however you want to watch the show. Uh, also, thanks to Angelo's Pizza, always feeding us, always taking care of us. Their food is great. Check out Angelo's award-winning pizza. They are on Madison Avenue in Lakewood, Ohio. And also, of course, to Jack Prince, who takes care of all of our graphic design and printing needs. You can find them at jackprince.com. J-A-K-Prince.com. That's right. That voice you just heard there was Mr. Chandler Biggins, one half of the ownership group. You are, uh, I believe, throwing it back. Uh, owner owner number one? Owner number two. Owner, owner number two. We're an ownership group? That sounds like a really official thing. Well... Sure. Sounds like one of those restaurant conglomerates. Sounds like we're going to have an owl on our logo soon. <laughs> Don't be talking shit about fucking Planet Jarrett, dude. I love Planet Jarrett. I'm you not know, talking shit. You know you fucking already submitted your resume. Oh, 100%. Slap nuts. Don't go fucking talking shit about that fucking logo then. I hope it, it's on my check soon. <laughs> All right. So uh, that, of course, being Chandler Biggins and John Thorne, as I mentioned, we are joined by uh, one half of a very popular AIW tag team in Weird World. That's debatable. <laughs> they've sold they've sold a solid amount of shirts. Only in one show, though. Right. Uh, two shows. Two, not a mic, buddy. Don't two, talk yet. <laughs> two shows, says Alex Worldwide Keller. And uh, it's my understanding that he's thrown some well, fun ideas he, for Let bookings. me explain why he is here. Because yeah. there is there's this myth amongst uh, wrestling fans that there is a creative team and a creative process and writers involved in the AIW. Everyone, everyone wants to get on the writing staff. If I had a, you know, it's the old saying, if I had a dollar, if I had a dollar for every time somebody sent AIW uh, an email saying, I would love to submit my resume to the creative team, uh, or I just got out of Ohio School of Broadcasting, I want to be on the creative team, uh, I could fund AIW for the rest of my life. Wow, that's a lot of emails, dude. Yeah, you, it, you would not believe how many emails we get. Your, your inbox must be full. It's so full. I hate it. More or less of people with zero experience or video footage of wrestling that want to be booked. Oh, creative team is... Here's my, my tiered of emails. Creative team is number one. Number two are, do you train managers or announcers? And number three, I'm 13 years old. Where do I train? It's a very endearing message, but uh, what about when you? What answer. about when you burn that picture of the baby? What about when I don't know? <laughs> <laughs> what does that have to do with emails? I don't know. I just thirteen-year-old boys emailing you just made me think of that. <laughs> Go back. I, I don't know their sex on the email. You just said I'm thirteen. I want to train, and I said you have to wait till eighteen. Well, so that is why Alex Worldwide Keller is here because he burns babies. No, because he is he is one of those. One of those people that wants to get on the creative team, and he... Only between the hours of midnight and 6 a.m. <laughs> I'm going to pass my mic so Alex can start to defend himself. Yes, so he uh, he is one of those guys that wants to be on the creative team, and between the hours of midnight, sometimes to 10 a.m., depending on what kind of recreational activities he's into, uh, he will be presenting various ideas for, for the creative process of AIW. 
So, well, here, wait, before you go, so many Facebook messages and so long, usually to multiple groups. I don't know about multiple groups, but. Well, there's a you. There's a U Thorn and a Weird Body group. Yeah, then there's one which and is then the there's three of us. The student group, and then there's the just the so three, three of us groups. Group. Yeah, three groups. And sometimes you text us personally. Oh, yeah. <laughs> but your group text doesn't work for some reason, even though you're both on iPhones, and I don't understand oh, that. Oh, I get We get them, but sometimes you just don't respond. <laughs> <laughs> but, oh, my. <laughs> but here's the thing I'm supposed to defend I've got all the messages, man. <laughs> I'm supposed to defend this shit. <laughs> I'm not going to defend this shit because if there's one thing I've learned in like two years, like training and like being around all this shit, it's everything I thought I knew as a fan. No fucking clue whatsoever. Give me an example. Oh, like I had this one idea for the longest time where uh, I wanted to do, you know, like back in the day, they had like Nazis in wrestling. Oh, that's not going to fly. I wanted to do a Nazi tag team, but (laughs) just too short, too short, jacked up dudes. And they just have like some dickhead manager. And the thing is, they'd be announced as from Hitler's secret base in Antarctica. So, like, they were, like, the result of, like, 50 years of, like, genetic, like, breeding to create, like, the perfect, like, Aryan warriors. But then the fucking big rib on it would be that they were goddamn, like, just inbred and, like, idiotic. Like, just, like, morons. So they'd just be two mass dudes where, like, they're just, like, jacked up, short motherfuckers, like, just, like running wild like before the match but then as soon as the bell rings all they're doing is just like humping legs and like fucking biting motherfuckers so like festus yeah just like idiots <laughs> nazi just complete idiots na- nazi festus i'm so wore out right now mentally <laughs> dude it would be great but then you can tell this whole much. story you can tell this whole story where you, they find out when they're out in the world experiencing like you know the diversity away from like you know the nazi base deep under antarctica that hey Maybe they like black people. Maybe they like rap music. Maybe they like everything. And then slowly but surely, they escape the throes of the, you know, their programming and like become good guys. But so they, so, so they became Nazis against Hitler. Yes. Okay. This is what we're talking about, everybody. Yeah. And that was an idea that <laughs> I had for a long time. The, imagine this in Facebook message form. Oh, I'm trying to think of some other shit I've had. I, oh, I had my one idea for Kaplan. But, uh, and, you know, I still say it would uh, hold water, but I don't know. Well, go back to your original point as to what you thought as a fan. Oh, what I thought as a fan. I thought I knew goddamn everything. And uh, it's been a really humbling and amazing experience now, uh, just learning how little I fucking knew. Okay. What does this Nazi thing have to do with what you didn't know? Oh, well, (laughs) apparently... Apparently not. You can't, de- you can't deal with uh, political. Oh, wait. No, there was my other big go-to. You can't deal with like hard political issues and this and that and da 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 I had an idea where this is back when I thought I'd be a single. <laughs> and uh, <laughs> Like a singles wrestler? Yeah. And, uh, you know, I wanted to come out and be like, you know, guys, we all like to have a lot of fun here, but I want to have a... Very serious talk right now about gun violence in America. And, you know, just go on this whole, like, why, you know, I personally fucking hate guns, but I don't really give a shit because who the fuck cares anymore? Who can care? It's never, it's never going to get better, whatever. But I wanted to have some fun in the goddamn wrestling business. Whereupon I come out and be like, we like to have a lot of fun here, but I want to have a talk about gun violence in America. And then just a- and just talk about sensible gun reform, this, that, blah, blah, blah. Of course, fans, it's not wrestling and it's fucking politics. They're going to boo the shit out of it. And I'm just going to be like really wimpy and like shrimpy and fucking liberal and every other manner of thing. And then we'd have like Jock Sampson or like just some hillbilly ass wrestler come out 
fuck it and just be like you want to fucking take my guns away motherfucker and just like pull out a shotgun and just like beat the <laughs> sh- yeah just beat the shit out of me with a shotgun like a legit shotgun yeah just literally get shot hey man kenny omega just had one at fucking wrestle kingdom who gives a fuck and uh what the fuck are you talking about and just get the fucking dog shit beat out of me with a shotgun. I don't remember Kenny Omega having a shotgun. Yeah, a shotgun for his fucking entrance. But th- that's like Japan and like a prop. Dun, 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 dun. What the fuck are you talking about? Dude. Anyway, so I'd get the fucking shit beat out of me with a shotgun. And uh, then I just... Why would, like, but why wouldn't he just shoot you with the shotgun? Well, you know, because here's the thing. The crowd, someone you know. would s- start fucking chanting, shoot him or something like that. <laughs> and fucking, he'd be like... Let me tell you people something right here, right now. I will defend. I am a responsible gun owner. I am not going to shoot this motherfucker just because he's trying to take my guns away. But I will beat the shit out of him with this here shotgun. And then just, what goes out of your fucking head, man? Dude, I don't know. But then it could lead to a shotgun on a pole match if I won. <laughs> if, I, okay, if he won, he gets to keep his gun. Ooh. If I won... I would, uh, you know, melt it down and uh, who like a build a school years, in fucking who in Africa with it. Would ever pick up a flyer and it's a shotgun on a pole and want to attend? Oh, who the fuck wouldn't, man? That would be badass. Come on, oh, the <laughs> fuck, dude. But like I said, that's another idea that you just can't bring politics into wrestling. I guess. No. <laughs> wow, that was. This is either going to be the most loved or hated episode we ever had. These aren't even things that he had actually. Has this is new. Pre- this is new material. This, he's been saving these. He hasn't even presented these yet. Oh. I want to know how you're going to get smart video to Antarctica. We can fucking just go to Sw- uh, Squire's Castle. <laughs> that doesn't look like Antarctica. In the winter. In the winter time. Wow. So let's talk about your journey into professional wrestling. Oh, God. What made you want to be a professional wrestler? That's a really good question. Um... Let's see. Uh, I don't know. I was like just dicking around in like the punk and hardcore scene for a while. And then I was on tour. And actually, I'd fallen off of wrestling from probably about like 2001 to like 2009 ish. Missed the whole Ruthless Aggression era. Yeah. You missed Luther Reigns. I missed a lot. But like I'd still check in and I'd like watch my ECW tapes all the time and shit. But like I just like felt like as soon as fucking uh, Chris Jericho won the belt at the starter Raw. And then lost it at at the end of the raw. I had to give it back to Triple H. I like wasn't even smart at all, but I was like, <laughs> obviously, no, I wasn't smart at all. But I was like, you know what? I don't like how much fucking Triple H is uh, getting away with shit these days. Fuck this shit. And skateboarding and punk rock like was going on. These so. are the views of Alex Worldwide Kalar. Uh, Paul Levesque is an, a great person in this business. Uh, hope to work for him one day. You're just tossing your resume out all over this episode. I'm, I'm available. That is Alex Kalar talking. I love Triple H. Uh, all hail Triple H. T is wonderful. Watch 205 Live. I don't, but uh, people do. But um, yeah, and then I was on tour, and we like stopped at some bookstore, and it was about like 2009 summer, and I just picked up this book, uh, Dungeon of Death, which is like by Scott Keith, and it was just about like the whole Chris Benoit deal, and then like just like a bunch of fucking like just profiled a bunch of dead wrestlers and then him just basically just burying the entire fucking business and for whatever reason that got me back into current wrestling so all the wrestlers dying prematurely was like you're like man i gotta get in this business you're like yes this is for me and uh so then i started like i mean i was living at the tower and da 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 and uh i like got a vague idea where i was like you know maybe if i got in shape and uh i still haven't but you know one day and uh 
I don't know. Fucking, I like tried to like move out to goddamn Philadelphia to do the wrestling deal, and uh, how did that go? Whew, that was an interesting one. Uh, I worked for like five, six months uh, as a fucking what the hell was I? A driver courier, like just serving subpoenas all over like you New Jersey. Me- you worked for the law. Uh, I don't know for some fucking bunch of law offices and shit. So that would be the law. An aspect of the law. So you're a law enforcement officer. No. It was nice, though, because a lot of times uh, I got to serve uh, dudes like uh, divorce papers, and they'd always just be like, thank you, man. Fucking, you're awesome. And I'd be like, that's not the reaction I thought they would have. Oh, no, no. A lot of them were like, oh, finally, I hate that bitch. (laughs) But so I did that, and I just fucking starved in Philadelphia for like five months and dropped like 60 pounds. And then uh, I I wanted to drop like another 30 pounds, but... Then uh, some shit happened back in Cleveland that like sort of like jump started uh, me uh, going into wrestling school like before I was ready, and I lost my job like a week before that shit happened. So then I got into uh, I joined the uh, CZW school, and uh, how did that go? Uh, I was did there. They take you into a back room and inject your blood with black and yellow. No, but uh, I did get to uh, work ring crew for a House of Hardcore show, and that was fun. I love right. that's your that's your big story. <laughs> that's uh, that was the peak of your career. Oh, uh, oh no, it's been onwards and upwards from there. But yeah, and then I uh, fucking in the second week like concussed the shit out of myself in training, and then like I didn't have before a job. or after they made you bump on concrete. It was after the bump on concrete era. You got a concussion. Yeah, I got a concussion just in the ring. Fucking, uh, it's amazing that you still haven't learned how to bump properly. <laughs> What are you talking about, man? I'm a machine. <laughs> I'm not talking to you know, not a good machine, but All right, you know, so, a functional. So let's get back let's get back to your creative process that goes on in your brain. Let's hear some more of uh, your ideas that you have pitched our way. I don't know, man. Like I said, like you said, they usually happen between midnight and ten AM. They're like out of my you head. You remember them after they're out of your head? Uh only if they're discussed long enough, like the next day. But a lot of times I'll like fucking not a even a lot of times the texts don't come through so we don't respond. A lot of times I'll just ignore the group chat like for at least eight hours after I wake up after because uh, you, know, you know because I'm did. just like, Oh, like that fucking was it Christmas Day or New Year's that I just sent out that insane long ass one? Uh Christmas Day. I yeah. I don't remember they- Christmas was hard times. Yeah, that thing was like a five paragraph banger of like I still I never looked back at it. I was just like, I don't know what I just texted, but it uh you know, it saved me some you time. Know. Let's get let's get the cliff notes of, of, of this of your pitch. I don't even know what pitch it was. I think that one was just like more of a love you guys and something something. I have no idea what the fuck that Eight thing is. Eight paragraphs? Was. You got a dark life, man. Dude, it's I'm uh, coming up out of it, but uh are you rising above? Rising above the hate? <sighs> trying. Can we talk about the time you messaged us and we did respond uh when you retired from wrestling oh, and God. shaved your head? I didn't shave my head. I just hacked it off. That was <laughs> well, a dark day for you, huh? That was a dark day. I I had a dark day like a week after I fucking did a tryout for the AIW school. Oh, yeah? What happened? Oh, um, something with an ex-girlfriend, got a boyfriend, and then also I was just beat to shit from that shit, and it was bad. <laughs> oh, that's a yeah. Bad. That was I'll just take that as bad. It was like me in a bottle in my apartment, like, just, like, fucking losing my goddamn mind, and uh, then I, like, ended up going out to California for, like, a week and just chilled out. Diary of a madman. 
Yeah. So let's let's talk about your debut match and what happened to your car and how you tried to turn it into a storyline. <laughs> hey, man, I'm just saying life gives you lemons. Make a fucking angle out of it. All right. It was like two weeks before uh, Weird World's debut match. And uh, it was like me, fucking Weird Body, and like Skylar Faden. Gaming with Faden. Gaming with Faden. Fucking we, uh, I dragged them to the bar after a show. <laughs> and um, <laughs> these Christmas sales, this poison. We're never getting that Great Lakes Brewery uh, sponsorship. But I, I, I do want to add that. I, I've already broken my promise from last week to not drink in 2017, and I'm drinking Christmas ales right now. It's not even cra- Christmas is over, and they're still drinking Christmas ales. Because I need to be drunk to, to hear what we're getting into in this episode. All right. So either way, our first match is coming up. It's two weeks, and uh, we're at the bar. And I like went out to uh, grab some cigars from my car at about like 1:45 in the morning. Cubans? Nothing so fancy. But um. Like- 50 cent fucking like black and my uh, no i don't know my dad like he's like on some fucking like uh it's like where they just send you a box of cigars a month so <laughs> like, a, like, like a cigar subscription box yeah yeah those do it's exist. like columbia house for cigars oh, okay all right columbia house for you children sam- out there that remember the big that thing in cigars are samplers so you could try them out put a penny down get seven cigars of your choice yes <laughs> all right and uh and vhs tapes are like gremlins that thing ripped so many people off. Oh, Columbia House made a made a living off of uh, ripping off kids. They can't be in business. I don't know. Now. I never paid for one thing for Columbia House. Oh, they still you probably collections still trying to hold you down. Dude, all you got to do is wait it out seven years. You're you're clean. That's probably why they went bankrupt about seven years ago. How do you think I beat that WrestleMania 18 debt I wound up, dude? Could just couldn't get a bank account for seven years, and then I just go, went away. Started <laughs> fresh. Oh hell yeah, seven years. All right, cool. <laughs> you don't know that trick, dude. Oh yeah. Well, it just means uh, I'm trying to think here. Oh, fuck yeah. I don't owe the gas company $500 anymore. That's cool. Yeah, man. You're good. But um, so anyway. So you're coming up out of that dark, that darkness. I came out of Now That's Class. Shouts to uh, Now That's Class. Grab no, some cigars at 145 in the morning. And um, I go to my car, which is like parked on Detroit in like 112th. And uh, we have listeners all over the world. Well, and you're giving out street addresses. <laughs> For all my Cleveland uh, friends worldwide, and Cleveland is my world, fucking, uh, it was at Detroit in 112th, and uh, my car was just about on the goddamn, uh, my car was just about on the goddamn fucking sidewalk, like sideways, and I was like, huh, what the fuck? And I look, and there's like some goddamn, uh, I think it was like an Avenger or some shit across the street that like had like one dent in it. And just had its like emergency lights on and like Captain America. (laughs) Yeah, I don't know. It was like who the fuck made? Isn't there a car called a fucking adventure? Yes. All right. Thank you, Steve guy. And um, yeah, and it was just smashed to fuck. And uh, I was just like, well, shit. And uh, I was drunk as hell too. And the cops were there. And I was like, hey, can you let me uh, back this thing up? Like, and they're like, knew I was drunk as fuck, but they're like, well, your car got smashed, so whatever. And they like help me like fucking get the thing like parked legally again and uh who was driving that dodge avenger uh, that's what i want to know well (laughs) because here comes my angle idea we had our first match coming up we had our first match coming up in like two weeks and i was like i hit up thorne and i was like hey you hit us both i hit both of them up and mind you at this point in time i'd only known him for like 10 months so like this is like me. Oh, we knew of you before. You were the obnoxious yelling fan in the crowd. Anyway, um, we fucking... Uh, so I was like, well, we got this match coming up. 
You know, we're a hot up coming uh, tag team. We're going up against Hot Sauce Entertainment. Cover, I don't know, hot. But uh, we're some attractive young dudes. Well, dudes. One of us is young. Young is relative. But I was like, so we got this match coming up. Maybe what if Hot Sauce Entertainment, trying to derail us in this match coming up, put a hit out on my car? <laughs> and you guys, and I think Thorne said something like, sometimes things are just too wrestling for uh, wrestling. He was just trying to be nice. Yeah. Because you acted as if <laughs> you acted as if you had a reality television crew following you at all times and people would have known that your car was smashed. This is how you presented it to me. And wait, wait, wait. And you were going to accuse a man that lives in Canada and a man that lives in Brooklyn, New York uh, as the people that smashed your car. Well, they weren't the ones that did it. They would have hired somebody to do it. But wouldn't, wouldn't they have hired a hitman to take you two out? Why would he take out your parked vehicle? Well, maybe the fucking hitman was a lazy piece of shit. I don't know, man. Were you just a car hitman? No, no you, had a, you had an explanation for it. I had something. That was a long time. Your explanation was they were so scared of facing the weird world <laughs> that they wanted to ruin your means of transportation to getting to the arena. Well, yeah. Couldn't you just take a bus? That is true. Couldn't, Couldn't you, you take an Uber? Vargo could have given us a ride. He was Li- the ride business. Couldn't you took a lift? There was a lot of things could have been done. But it was a, it not... was two weeks before the show. You could have just fucking walked. <laughs> like I said, man, life gives you lemons. Make an angle and out of it. If you want to map quest it, whatever address you just gave out is not that far from the church. No, just about two miles up the road. Yeah, so you could have just walked there with your worker bags. But you know, like I said, man, social media and all that. You know, I figured. Spice it up. But once again, that goes back to the shit I, like, thought as a fan and, like, going in. Like, even, like, I mean, I was, like, going to, uh, you know, like, AIW shows for, like, years before I joined the school. And, like, I had this, like, concept. But, like, I was still, like, coming from, like, more of, like, a TV, like, sort of wrestling, like, idea. And, like, independent, like, DVD, like, to DVD wrestling. Whole other fucking ball game. And uh, so, like, I was definitely, like, more approaching it from that end versus, like, you know, the milieu of, like, where we're at now. I have a question for Thorne Biggins here. As obviously, many of the AIW fans, most if not all, have seen Worldwide at this point. They've experienced him in matches, experienced his personality. For the two of you, Thorne Biggins, what were your thoughts when you first met him? And then compare that to... Your thoughts, I guess, now. Well, when I first met him, uh, coming from a, being an obnoxious guy in the crowd, which we'll get to in an upcoming week, oh, God. Uh, <laughs> I hate obnoxious fans in the crowd, so I go, how funny will it be to break this guy? Because any AIW fan that's ever come to the school to try out, we break. And this guy, too stubborn, made it through. Yeah, uh, I don't really know what my impressions are still at this point. <laughs> Um, he is like, uh, no other person I've ever experienced in my entire life. And I hope people like this episode. Yeah. I don't like, I don't know if people uh, can appreciate what goes on in your brain. Uh, I can't, I mean, fuck man. Like people don't understand. We have this like student chat group, uh, on Facebook, which has all the students in it so we can coordinate ring rentals and. Uh, just, and while there might be a few humorous things, for the most part, it's it, almost always strictly business. It's all business. But between the hours of midnight to potentially 10 a.m., when Mr. Kalar uh, get, gets into some extracurricular activities, on, like, fucking, like, Wednesday nights, 
I have to put my phone on Do Not Disturb. Uh, it's a great feature on the iPhone uh, that I've learned to love since I've uh, met this gentleman because uh, he sends the most insane things. Like, you think that Nazi thing was, you know, was off the wall. He sends stuff that he's probably already, he forget he's forgotten uh, just about every single night of the week. Uh, you know, it happens. I, uh, like I said, you guys are, would probably remember it better than I would. Like, no, no, we won't, because I don't think any of us have taken any of the idea serious. Well, you know, even a blind squirrel finds an acorn every now and again. And not yet. <laughs> It'll happen. So let's let's hear some of your like some of your other ideas that you, as a fan, thought would be beneficial to you becoming a professional wrestler. Oh God, I don't even know. Like, uh, I know there's a bunch up there. Like what? Like creatively? Yeah, I mean, oh. you pitch at least three ideas a week. Oh, I had so many ideas like back when I was like a fan and like before like. Fucking... Let's let's get your your potential gimmick ideas that you wanted to, that you wanted to portray. Oh well, I mean, yeah, it was. Uh, I wanted to be, you know, like a heel and stuff and all that fun shit. You know, like I thought, like I'd actually be able to work and stuff. And, uh, oh, that that one was off. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm still like, you know, I'm a good five years away from my heel turn. I think uh, be just like uh, 55 by then. Rick, you pally. <laughs> but like, what kind of heel? Like, what what was oh. what's the persona? Oh. Uh, Oh, God, what was the shit? It was like the amoral one, evil A, Alex Worldwide Keller. And what does, what does, what's the origin story of the amoral one? Amoral one. Amoral. Yeah, beyond right and wrong. Beyond. I'm already lost. <laughs> but, well, you know, because there's immoral, and then there's amoral. So you're going to be a guy driving a uh, grilled cheese truck beyond? Oh, God. Nah. No grilled cheese truck. Uh, no, I was just going to be like, I don't know, fucking... I was gonna be some sort of like just asshole. I had all these ideas for just being a prick, but like also, I think you've established that. Once again, that's another thing where the dream was smashed because if you're on the indies, being a heel is dog shit. Like fucking, you don't say, oh fuck it. Like if you're a proper goddamn heel on the indies, you're not fucking selling shirts, and fucking also, you can't really be a good fucking heel. I feel like on the indies, at least on like the super indie level, because like everyone just expects awesome matches all the time, and like that's not really. What? So as a baby face, you're giving out awesome matches? Uh, you know, I give out matches with a lot of uh, personality. and uh, but, um, <laughs> Is your mic on at this point? <laughs> Is it on? Yeah. Yeah. There you go. I'm holding it further away from my face now. No, you're fine. So what, what are other ideas that you had when you were going to come into wrestling? Like you um, were going to be the amoral one? Yeah, I was just going to be, you know, just like badass shit-kicking heel. I just listen to music and like you know like just like think evil You're all fucking pumped up. Yeah. But now like that's like so far from my fucking mind like I don't even remember. Like it's like all blanked out. How'd you feel when we put a tag partner with you? Um and I don't even remember how that came to be. I, it had to be a thorn idea, I'm assuming. Me? I don't know. I remember like it's just like bonded together. Yeah, well, I mean, we uh, had like sort of like a rapper, like we like sort of like apparently he came to like the Tower 2012, which was like a place I lived at for like three and a half, four years. Which let, let's just briefly explain what the Tower was. It was like a place that you lived that you do like DIY punk shows, right? Yeah, yeah. It was like an old Chinese restaurant on like. <laughs> Don't give out street addresses. <laughs> it was right up the street from Turner's Hall. Okay, for those okay, that know okay. Turner's Hall, it was in that neighborhood, which apparently police refer to as the dog patch. Which uh, says what kind of opinion they have of the place, and uh, 
<laughs> okay. <laughs> that went nowhere. But uh, fucking, well, I found that out once when my car got stole in uh, Gordon you stole Square. Stole Tracy Williams? Yeah, Guido. Was Tracy was Williams. Was a little Guido? <laughs> no, Guido wouldn't do me dirty like that. Hawkins. No, it was definitely Hawkins. Yeah, let's talk about that. Let's talk about that. Oh, yeah. <laughs> so... <laughs> so going into the jail at weekend, we were going to do a tag match. It was going to be the Weird World Open Challenge, and at one point you were supposed to face the Motor City Machine Guns in lucha outfits, and they were just going to beat the unholy shit out of us. And we were going to get. Were you nervous about that? No, I was. No, well, here's the thing. Going into that, I was like, you were telling us for like months. You're like, yeah, Motor City Machine Guns are going to come out in masks and answer the open challenge fucking jump you and beat the fucking shit out of you and uh blah 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 and, or at least we assume jump and beat the shit out of us and you guys are gonna work with them yeah no and like then uh candace and johnny and then they're gonna reveal themselves candace and johnny will rescue you like and then set up like the tag match like that night or the, the next day and i was like same night yeah. Yeah, yeah same night and i was like all right cool so like you know, I wasn't. Maybe I wasn't going to training as much, and maybe I was. Oh, uh, <laughs> and maybe Story also, and maybe also, I wasn't hitting cardio in the gym as much as I wanted to. Then it fucking like got so twisted around with uh, like business between like machine guns and Candace and Johnny and all that with like what yeah, we could talked happen. about that before on the podcast. But so then we have to make the makeshift tag team of the best friends, Hornswoggle, in his first match on the Independence after a decade in WWE. And Kurt Hawkins. Well, wait, but before that, it was almost uh, Candice and Johnny that we would have went up against in the open challenge. You said that for like, I think that was like the idea for like three days. And in that three day span of time, I ran two fucking like 10Ks. <laughs> I was like, oh, fuck, I'm working Candice and Johnny. Oh, my God. God damn it. And I just, and surprisingly, you know what? 62 minutes in a 10K? Not bad. Not bad. I'm just going to. Horowitz myself on that one. Okay. And uh, that's how you prepared for Johnny Kennedy. You just ran races. Yeah, I just ran races on the treadmill. And uh, I was like, all right, if anything, I won't get too blown up. And fuck, fuck, fuck. This is going to be terrible. But then, uh, and then it was Hornswoggle and uh, Hawkins. And I was like, this is perfect. This is great. This is going to be the easiest shit in the world. And I'm shocked that Hornswoggle didn't take a look at you two and run out and beg Vince to take him back. Ah, uh, Swag's a good dude. Fucking, and uh, that was honestly <laughs> my favorite goddamn uh, match for a long time. The weird body hated it, but he has his, you'll have to ask him about that sometime. But I loved it just because honestly, like Hawkins is such a fucking worker, like just like working with him. Like I was like just chaining around and I'm like, it has never felt this real or like he just made me feel like a goddamn wrestler. It was crazy. <laughs> Only time in your life, right? Yeah. <laughs> Had to happen sooner or later, and it was with him. And I was just like, now, now, you worked so well with Hawkins, you would go on to pitch uh, extended storyline with you and Mr. Hawkins. <laughs> yes, where um, I don't know how it came to be, but I just wanted to do like a Seinfeld Newman deal. <laughs> where like <laughs> real relevant fucking pitch. Hey, well, I mean, certain people that never watched Seinfeld and won't put it over wouldn't get it, but uh, fuck them. And. Uh, <laughs> Yeah. Which, that was one of the only times Thorne and I ever got in a fight is I really wanted a Seinfeld episode, but he says the millennials won't understand. Goddamn millennials. But You're a millennial, um, dude. We all are. But the younger millennials. They yeah, are. those pieces of shit. But um, no, you're all right. We're in a weird transition right now in society. <laughs> but 
I'm, I, I, I assume that you're going to pitch a storyline about that transition. No, sure. no, no. There's really nothing. No, we're all just fucked. But, um, you know, the children today might figure it out, but not us. We're just going to get left okay, behind. Okay, but get back to this Seinfeld Newman thing. You oh, yeah. Kids. Just basically, I just wanted like a recurring thing, like, you know, just like little YouTube shorts and like, you know, just like walking in on e- each other's promos where like it would just be like, hello, Myers. Hello, worldwide and like we just just like a just a seinfeld newman thing where we were always just like really like sort of like backs up like with each other and snooty and then just have it lead somewhere where was it going i don't know i guess going right to smackdown (laughs) you think he's gonna hate that one right to tv hey if you want to steal it man no with you what if he brings you what if you get a shot brother what if they take that idea and put it on smackdown it's like hello swagger Hello, Hawkins. Fuck it. It'd be great. <laughs> or wait, no, Swagger just be like, hello. No, I don't know what the fuck he would do. Hello, Cruz. That would just be a good one. You could like do that shit for like goddamn weeks. All right. Just <laughs> random bits. But yeah, either way. So it was just in my head. And it really is just because I wanted to fucking work at Hawkins again because I just had a good time. Because that's the only time you felt like a pro wrestler. Dude, the day I can just throw a chin lock on in a match and just like... Work that shit. That's the day that I'll know I'm there. But it'll never happen in an AIW ring, I don't think. Because you never come to training. Well, because there's no time for chin locks in AIW, man. There's plenty of time. There's no time. There's plenty. You would get farted on. That's weird. (laughs) Okay. I mean, you are one of those fans that came out of the crowd. So it's your fault. So it's your fault. No, man, I was all about, I wanted story and promos, and uh, all of a sudden it's like, you got a wrestling shit? And what the fuck is that? It's called Absolute Intense Wrestling. I know. I was only ready for Absolute and Intense. Well, maybe like just Intense. And some Seinfeld stuff, right? Yeah, sure. So any other crazy ideas going on up in there in that head besides the Nazis and the, sh- and the gun? Seinfeld. And the shotgun on a pole? Um, Like I said, I had my one idea for... Uh, and this one would more come over, come off on uh, DVD than it would like live, but it would still work live. Let's hear it with Kaplan. Let's hear it. I got this one fucking song, like, and it like is like just total like eighties like fucking like weird German synth pop like cocaine music. Oh, I don't know what that is. <laughs> and like just like really like just like it's like total like fucking like Scarface type shit. Like, For all you, know, you cocaine music listeners out there, yeah, this this angle is for you. <laughs> all you aficionados but i just want like kaplan's music to hit you know like deftones or whatever the fuck and uh he doesn't come out and then they like hit the music again and he doesn't come out and then finally this like it starts with like you know this weird little synth line just and then the music hits and then out like stumbles kaplan in like just like a fucking shitty like beat to hell like tuxedo with a bunch of like baby powder just going down his face and shirt and i can just hear joe spasto on commentary, just going, oh, Kaplan's in a bad place, ladies and gentlemen. This, so this basically, is Kaplan is living your life. Yeah. Well, no, not until uh, I'm, uh, you know, I'm uh, just, I'm clean boy until May. That was May. my New Year's resolution. <laughs> okay. So no tuxedos for you till May. No tuxedos till May. Okay. So where Unless does this, it's free. Uh, where does this tuxedo character go? Um. Well, you know, it's just, and he just like, be I don't know. He just kind of like just be like really like lethargic with like occasional like just bursts of shit, 
And uh, so back to Festus. Yeah, you got a lot of Festus ideas. Apparently, apparently, but I just I just picture entrances more than anything. You don't like, care about what goes on between the rooms. I don't give a fuck. Man. You must hate PWG DVDs. No entrances, dude. No time. <laughs> so you essentially want a wrestling promotion that is just entrances. Just entrances, a couple of chin locks, and a bunch of promos, and I'm good. And Antarctica and Nazis. And oh yeah, yeah, yeah. And vignettes or vignettes, however you want to say it. Like I'm for everything except for wrestling and wrestling. So, so I'm a piece of shit. So you just want to be like a public access television show, pretty much. Give or take, yeah. I got connections. Oh, you know a guy? I know a couple guys. That's where Chandler Biggins came from. We'll discuss that on a future episode. He is for he, That's that's where Chandler Biggins came from. He came. He was discovered in the public ex, the cable public access world. That is a true story. <laughs> I I want to know it right now. No, I gotta wait. Upcoming upcoming teaser for when we need a week to fill. Well, hell yeah. It would it, it would like I feel like the TV show that Chandler Biggins came from is like. What goes on in your brain? <laughs> exactly. Where it's wrestling feuds, but then the, the ending is a peanut butter jelly eating contest. Perfect. <laughs> well, that's we'll like uh, whenever, uh, whenever the Weird World gets booked out there in Hood Slam and we go against the Stoner Brothers, and instead of doing a... Uh, How'd the WWE trial go? I heard, uh, you know, you as know. well as it could. <laughs> you know. But, uh, you know, there's like, you know, the deathmatch spot where like dudes like, Got the chairs across from each other, and they're just like punching each other, and the slapping bar fight. each other. Yeah, the bar fight. Yeah, the bar fight. And uh, I'm like, no, we'll just go dab for dab. And uh, what's that mean? Oh, the dab. Yeah. Oh God. Well, you know, there's the whole stupid fucking dab thing. You go into the guy dance. Yeah. Yeah, that's supposed to be like you know signifying like a human like coughing after doing a goddamn dab. I think. So, I don't know. So you want to dab weed? Uh, it's. Like hash oil, and then you like heat up like a fucking like piece of metal or whatever, and you touch like the hash oil to it, and it just basically just murders you. And like, sounds uh, extremely pleasant. It is, uh, it it is to weed what like crack is to cocaine. It's like real, real bad stuff. So Jake the Snake would order it in my car. Yes, allegedly, allegedly. So this is what you want to do in a wrestling match. <laughs> yeah, only you want to yeah. murder yourselves a dance. Dude, you want to see me. I wouldn't even have to sell shit. It would just be me just... <laughs> he's demonstrating while he's doing I'm uh, just bent over at the waist and just dying and uh, turning bright red. But um, Are you off the poppers? Um, I ran out a while ago, thank God. Thank God. It was screwing up my porn life, man. What? I don't even want to go. One of this. the first things you ever told me is you go, hey, man, if you ever want to come over to uh, watch a football game on a Sunday... <laughs> I go to this place, and at halftime, we do halftime huffs. Do you remember that? Yeah. Do you still do that? Uh, who has time to watch the fucking and shitty the place, And the place he's talking about is uh, GPS 17543244 uh, colon 17539. Oh, he's given GPS location. It's now that's class. It's a fine establishment. What's, what's the over. longitude and latitudes in now that's class? Allegedly. 112th and Detroit. <laughs> All right, so we're going to wind it down here. Do you have any final words to the uh, the people of the world? Uh, shouts to all my tower skins worldwide, all the weirdos, weird body, living back in Cleveland, weird world, going to be back at training. And Okay, I, let's, let's record this. <laughs> oh, before we go, can we talk about how you sneak into the training center before we, anybody else gets there? You take five bumps and then you leave. <laughs> 
hey, I got to go to work, and I'm just trying to, like, you know, like, straighten my back out and just hang out. You're just trying to stay fresh, right? Yeah. All right. Well, I, I think that's going to do it. <laughs> Please. <laughs> um, hopefully people aren't too offended by all of your ideas. We better get a thumbs up, Joe Ganya. Sorry for all the colorful language. All right. Well, give your microphone away. Please. Yeah, so as John Thorne said, that's going to do it for this episode. Hopefully you enjoyed the thoughts of Alex Worldwide. And they are only of him. They don't don't belong to the company. Uh, John Thorne, Steve Guy, Chandler Biggins, or anybody else. Absolute Intense Wrestling, LLC. Yeah, they are independent thoughts of Alex Keller's own. Uh, that's going to do it for John Thorne. That is Keller, not Kellar. It's Kellar. Been spelled Kellar. Kellar. <laughs> that's, why I gotta get, that's my whole reason for being. Playing fucking music, wrestling. I got to get goddamn famous so people start spelling my name wrong and all these fake-ass K-E-L-L-E-R motherfuckers' names fucking wrong. I want a K-E-L-L-E-R piece of shit to get their name spelled K-E-L-L-A-R. That's what I want to fucking happen. Oh, what an ending. You heard it here first, folks. It's Alex Keller, but it's K-E-L-L-A-R. Uh, for John Thorne, Chandler Biggins, I'm Steve Guy. This was AIW's The Card is Going to Change Thanks to Smart Mark Video, Jack Prince, and Angelo's Pizza. Have a good week, everybody. Thanks. You know. All right.